Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Berkshire's Q1 2021 earnings just came out. And in this video, I really want to go to the key topics that I derived from going through the earnings report, which are cash flows, buybacks, adjusted net income. So not to be confused with the headline net income, the fact that Warren sold a little bit of stocks, but to see the way of that, and then calculate everything into an intrinsic value discussion, evaluation for going forward. The earnings are much better than last year, of course, so that's something to keep in mind when doing valuations. Before we start, if you enjoy this content, please smash that like button. I really appreciate it. And don't forget to check my conference summary that will come out as soon as I film it after the conference. So let's start with the cash position. If we look at cash and cash equivalents, those went up by 12 billion. Short-term investments in treasury bills are down 5 billion. And I don't know if you want to account for the investments in fixed maturity securities as cash or not. If we don't account for that, then the current cash position is $142 billion. This is 7 billion more than Warren Buffett had at the end of the same quarter in 2020. So Warren Buffett didn't do anything spectacular in this quarter or over the last year. He's just managing that cash position that could be there, of course, for elephant hunt, but he is not seeing opportunities for the big gun. He has not seen them for a what is it? Since precision counterparts five, six years ago, where he spent 32 billion, because equity prices, because business prices to take over something are too high. So all we can discuss are those small changes, and he's still sitting on that cash in short-term US treasuries, approximately three, four months maturity, and doing practically nothing. But he says he needs that cash for insurance security, which means that if interest rates go up and inflation goes up, there might be trouble in the insurance world. So he needs the cash for that and perhaps do great acquisitions when trouble comes to the insurance world. We'll see how it goes. We'll sure be there to watch. Second topic is net income. And when you look at net income from Berkshire, it is very volatile. As you can see from 2018 onwards, those are huge jumps in net income, then no net income, then another huge jump, then a huge decline, and so on. So this has changed because since 2018, they need to include the unrealized gains in stock prices or losses into their bottom line. So if stock prices go up 20%, Warren Buffett's portfolio goes up 50 billion, and then you have those headlines, Warren Buffett Berkshire earned 50, 70 billion in a quarter. That's just because of stock prices. So we have to adjust for that. And if we go to the earnings report, Warren Buffett, the first thing he does in the management discussion is adjust for that. If 
we look at net earnings and loss attributable to Berkshire Hathaway shareholders, you can find here first insurance, net income, railroad, utilities, manufacturing, and retailing, and then you have the investment and derivative gains and losses. That have been huge, 55 billion loss. You might have seen the headlines a year ago that are now 5 billion, 4.6 billion as stock prices didn't move really much over the quarter. So we have to deduct 4.7 billion from 11.7 billion and Berkshire's earnings are 7 billion for the quarter. If he does the same over the next quarters, it means that he might hit, Berkshire might hit 28 billion in net earnings over the year. This is the forward earnings that analysts use in their calculations and that also we can use as normalized earnings for a company like Berkshire. On top of these earnings, we must not forget the hidden earnings. If we look at Berkshire's stock portfolio, then of course, there is about 281 billion, a little bit more now as stocks went up since the quarter ended. But all these companies that Berkshire owns, only their dividends are included here in insurance investment income. The earnings that these companies reinvest are not included in net income. And I've made a calculation about a year ago that it is approximately 8 billion. So you can look at the dividend payout ratios for each of these company and then see, compare the earnings if you want to calculate it again. But approximately 8 billion. If I sum things up, then Berkshire's earnings might be 36 billion for 2021 and that is the number that we have to use into our intrinsic value calculation of Berkshire. Just a note on selling stocks, Warren Buffett bought 2.7 billion of stocks in this quarter and sold 6 billion of stocks. We don't know if that is Warren, if those are Ted and Todd, so not much known there. We'll have to wait for half of this month to get the 13F report to see what has been sold, what has been bought, but anyway, not much activity. Also, activity has subdued a little bit on the buyback side. If we look at Berkshire's stock price in the quarter, Berkshire's stock price increased significantly. Till the end of the quarter, it was up 13% and now it keeps going higher and higher. But especially here, we have seen a jump in February and March. And what did Warren Buffett do? He slowed down on repurchases. In January, he bought 1,534 pieces of Burke A stock and 10.6 million of Class B stock. March, with higher stock prices, only 1,111 in Burke A stock and half of the January purchases in Burke B stocks. All in all, acquisition of treasury stocks was 6.5 billion in the quarter. And that is 30, 30 something percent lower than the previous two quarters when Warren Buffett spent 9 billion on acquisitions. Their strategy is to buy back Berkshire stock when it is below intrinsic value. Now, if Warren Buffett announces that he's going to spend billions, a hundred billion on Berkshire stock, the stock will double tomorrow and then he would double his cost and half his 
contribution to shareholders if he announces something like that. So he has to balance his Berkshire repurchases with the stock price. Keep in mind that if stock prices go up too high, the benefit of those repurchases is smaller. And that's also something that he has to account for continuously. Also, Bill Ackman was long Berkshire earlier because he saw a lot of cash, a lot of potential and also buyback potential when Warren Buffett is gone. Warren Buffett is now slowly doing that. Stock prices are going up alongside the market going up, but the higher stock prices go, smaller is the effect on the buybacks. And that's something to keep in mind. And that's something that Warren Buffett keeps in mind, especially. He will not comment on it. We might try to ask him in the conference, but the higher the worse for the buybacks. And you will see that he might keep this activity lower also to disencourage speculators that want to see him push the stock price higher and higher. Anyway, 6.5 billion times 4 if he keeps a steady pace, even if I think that he will go down with buybacks, that's 20, 25 billion on 650 billion, that is the market cap, we are at a 4% buyback yield. So that is still good if he keeps the same pace. That's if we account it as a dividend, then you can sell part of your Berkshire holding. That's still a pretty good dividend yield from Berkshire. Now let's put this into our public intrinsic value table. You can download this in the description of the video below and let's see Berkshire if we have to update. So this was done in 2020 based on 2019 earnings and I estimated earnings for Berkshire to be 32 billion. Now I have to increase this to 36 billion for 2021 as normalized earnings even if we are not yet there. So let's put here 36 and then estimate a growth rate. So I have put 5%. Some people commented that it is too conservative, but Berkshire's earnings in 2019 were 32. Now those are 36. That is, yes, 10%, a little bit more growth, but in two years. So we are at 5% compounding over time. There will be more recessions. There will be crashes. There will be issues. There will be slowdowns. So my long-term expectations are 5 6% for Berkshire from an earnings perspective growth. It's a big company. It's hard to achieve the growth rates of the past, especially with extremely high equity prices and business prices that don't allow Buffett to do his thing and buy great businesses for fair prices. So I have adjusted here, of course, the terminal multiple went up from 15 to 20. So if I adjust that, and then if we change the discount rate, then we are around 600 billion for Berkshire's value, which is a fair valuation for a 6% return over the long term. Of course, if growth rates are much, much higher, they don't pay dividends, so I cannot calculate the present value of the cash flows. If those growth rates are higher, let's say they reach their target of 8% and there is no recession, terminal multiple is 20, like it is now on the cash flows. So then the present value, yes, is much higher at 800 billion. And I would not be surprised if, if 
things stay as is, Berkshire stock hits this level. In the worst case scenario, of course, things look much worse and depends on the terminal multiple. But this is also to keep in mind that this is, this scenario is always keep in mind, this is something that can happen for selling a stock or for, let's say, expecting the worst. It's just good to keep things in mind. If I compare now this, of course, I have to use my 10% discount rate to compare things. Then, of course, Berkshire compared to the market cap is leading to a 6% return, which is a little bit overvalued for me. And I have now to decide, see with other opportunities, what to do with my position in Berkshire. I love Berkshire, it's dear to my heart, so I want to be an owner always, so I still have to decide whether I'll sell just the in initial investment, keep the profits forever if there are better opportunities. And I'm seeing better opportunities in emerging markets, so I'll have to see next week what to do with this position. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you, and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.